Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. They got two number one receivers. And anytime a team has two number one receivers, and then you compound that with the fact that they've got an elite level quarterback, they've got Todd Gurley there in the in the backfield along with a couple other guys, Hayden Hurst. I mean, there's multiple weapons on the field. So the more weapons you have on the field, obviously it's tougher for a defense to defend. You know, we've got a lot of confidence in our guys. I feel like we've got a really good secondary, a lot of confidence in our corners. And so I think it's gonna be a great matchup on Monday night. Those are the words of Matt LaFleur. Welcome back to the program. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Quick Trip. Hey, what's for dinner? Quick Trip's got you covered. they got some take-home meals now. They freshly prepare them, ready to eat, like you know, like mom would make. Just put them in a packaging and then put them in the store, and then you can take them home and just heat them up, and you're good to go. Fettuccine Alfredo with chicken, turkey, potatoes, gravy, beef stroganoff, pork chops, whatever it happens to be. They're going to fix them up. You're going to take them home, eat them up. Oh, so good. Our friends over there at Quick Trip. Stop in and grab them now. Mike Clemens, uh, our Green and Gold Insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And, Mike, uh, tonight you got a defense. They're going to be tested. It looks like Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones both going to play in this thing. I also know without Kirksey, you're going to be missing uh, kind of that standout leader in the middle. It's up to Ty Summers and company now to get it done. So how do they combat that? Well, and here's another fun fact. I did not know that uh, Matt Ryan is was 5-0 and on Monday night. Did you know that? I did not know that. He apparently likes playing on Monday Night Football. Uh, he's once again he finds himself like he was last year, trying to save his coach's job in Dan Quinn. And we talked on Friday's show about this relationship between Dan Quinn and Matt Lafleur. I mean, Matt Lafleur loves the guy. He gave him that shot to be the quarterback coach for two years for Matt Ryan. That's when Matt Ryan won the MVP when Lafleur was his guy when he had Kyle Shannon as offensive coordinator, and they went all the way to the Super Bowl and darn near beat the uh, New England Patriots. Uh, but, you know, they've, they've turned over that roster. They had a tremendous Super Bowl loss hangover, and I'm beginning to learn more and more about the league. Sometimes those teams that get to that height and they lose that game, particularly in the gut-wrenching fashion that that team did, sometimes it's almost better to clean house when it comes to the roster. And they've actually done that, but you know they're still in a little bit in, um, in turmoil or rebuilding, and they're off to this slow start again. So, like you mentioned, Julio Jones, now he's been out a couple of weeks with a, a hamstring. 
It looks like he's going to go tonight. Calvin Ridley out of Alabama, that kid's 4-4 speed, ankle. He did not participate in the first practice but was limited over the weekend. They think that he's going to go tonight. And here's the thing. One thing that these guys like to do now after Dirk Cutter, the former Buccaneers head coach, is with Matt Ryan with his arm, and especially when you got Julio, they like to light it up early. They like to take it downfield, take some shots. And I thought it was funny. Mike Pettin says, yeah, they like to loosen you up. We asked Mike Pettin, is this true? Do the Falcons test you early with the deep ball? Yeah, I mean, they, that's, you, know, you can see that's, that's a big part of their plan and their, their opening script is to, is, is to get you loosened up. Um, you know, just look at the first play of the game against, uh, against it was uh, Chicago. So, no, I mean, and, and they have guys that can, I mean, he, you know, Matt Ryan throws a heck of a deep ball and, and they got guys that, that, can, uh, that can get deep in a hurry. So, so certainly it's, uh, you know, it's nothing that's going to surprise us. I mean, there's, there's plenty, of, uh, plenty of examples of it on tape. Mike, I uh, I know that this team, you know, coming into this contest is wanting to remain undefeated, and we we've talked so much about whether or not they should or shouldn't sit somebody. But man, defensively speaking, this is uh, this is a team that's going to be look. The Falcons score points. I mean, that's the thing. They're they're concerned about giving up the deep balls. I mean, Adam Thielen and company, they were able to do it in week one. Uh, now, granted, it has not been a terrible secondary because it, they're still rated as one of the top five, top ten in the league with Kevin King and Jair Alexander and obviously Amos and company and, and, and such has been really, really good. But uh, the question is going to be pressure up front, how quick Matt Ryan gets rid of the football. Can they kind of control the middle of the field and, and maybe sneak some guys up? I mean, there's a lot to be concerned about defensively speaking, first and foremost. Packers have given a lot, up a lot of points. We know that some of that has been in, in some so-called garbage time. We know that week one you did a good job of shutting down the run on Delvin Cook. But then, as you say, I mean, later in that game, there were some deep balls where Adam Thielen was running deep in your secondary untouched. I don't know if Darnell Savage blew it on that one, uh, but that's a concern. You talk about Matt Stafford come out in the Lions game and tearing them up for the first couple of drives before they seemed to settle down. Before it seemed like Mike Pettin, you know, once Aaron Rodgers could get some points on the board, Mike Pettin always feels more secure about putting a pass rush on. So we asked Pettin, you know, does he have a concern about giving up some of these deep balls or points early in a game? Yeah, I mean, we're more aware of it. I mean, that was definitely a, a point of emphasis. You know, we've we've uh, we've given up a few. You know, one one is too many. I mean, I th- we all, we all know that we can limit the explosives, and, and we've done a pretty good job in the run game uh, of, of of limiting them. I think some of the ones we've given up, a handful, you know, two or three have been have been quarterback scrambles. So, uh, but the the explosives that that we we know that it's very difficult you know, for teams to, to to drive the length of the field. Have to do that over and over again, and we, we can't give up easy ones. So, uh, and, and unfortunately, you know that's what what happened against New Orleans. It gave up some big plays, and uh, you know that's what kept the game as as close as it was. So, uh, no, I think our guys are doing doing better, but but uh, I think we all know that that um, you know we have a lot of room for improvement, and, and this this week will certainly uh, will certainly test our our, uh, our deep ball security. Mike, Todd Gurley is not Alvin Kamara, so even though they've got Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, they still have to worry somewhat about the run game, even though uh, you know Kamara was a much more formidable foe. And we saw Todd Gurley go back a couple of years down at the Super Bowl, and he really hasn't been the same cat since, not having a great season last year and then obviously going to the Falcons. 
Um, so how much concern do they have regarding Todd Gurley and maybe covering that run game? Well, Todd's licking his chops because he sees a Packers defense that leaves gaps when it comes to their run defense, and especially since Kenny Clark has been out now, what, two and a half games. Um, Gurley knows LaFleur because LaFleur was Sean McVay's offensive coordinator that one year. So, And he said that he was asked, you know, what are the things that you remember from that period? He says, how much LaFleur and Sean McVay used to rip on each other and, you know, tease each other. I, you know, more of a LaFleur personality may have come out when he didn't have to worry about being the head coach. But Todd Gurley, now with the Falcons, uh, after leaving the Rams, he says, man, you put in the tape and you watch that 52-yard run and that little dump-off pass to Alvin Kamara and the poor tackling, and he's licking his chops. Hopefully I can pull off some Alvin Kamara tricks and hit a good run like he had. I mean, that was incredible by him um, just to be able to show patience. You know, just stop on a dime, cut back. You know, he, he has some, some great holes. I mean, obviously, he's one of the best running backs in the game right now. So um, just looking back at that game this past, what was that, Sunday night, just being able to look at it and sit there, observe, you know, see how their linebackers play, their defensive line, and then their DBs. Um, definitely opportunities for, for missed tackles. Just have to be able to just come in with the mindset to be able to, you know, say that you're not going to be stopped. You know, you got to definitely make people miss to be able to, to break off those long runs and, you know, get those jack yards. Uh, interesting perspective where he just sees a lot of things that the Packers do and don't do defensively that he feels that he can exploit. Now it goes back to do you use the run to open up the pass or vice versa because you got Julio Jones back and, you know, he's going to be maybe a little bit rusty coming into cooler weather. You've got a hamstring injury you're coming off of. So it's, it's you know, I, I'm still, look, Julio Jones, decoy or not, I'm still concerned about him. Well, it's in that, this was this great quote that we played on Friday's show, talking to Matt LaFleur, who, you know, since LaFleur's been all around the league, he's coached half of these guys, and including Julio Jones in his time with the Falcons. And we asked LaFleur, you know, what did you think, what's the most about Julio? Is it the size or the speed or the hands? He said, no, the smarts. He's a really smart football player. I mean, he's got a... He, the guy preps out of his mind, and he understands the X's and O's as good as any wide receiver in the, in the NFL. And I've told you about the leadership that Julio Jones has in that Falcons locker room. So he's been out a couple weeks with a hamstring, nothing new. You know, they have faced the Falcons when Julio was coming off of that foot injury. Uh, and, but, you know, the Packers have also lost to them down the Georgia Dome when, you know, their, their secondary was so decimated you had – uh, Ladarius Gunter covering him that one playoff game. Remember that? Mm-hmm, so right. Julio comes into this game tonight with, with the hamstring. He's had all kinds of injuries before. He knows how to get ready for a game mentally if he hasn't been on the practice field every day. And we asked him to break down the tape of what he sees, what he thinks Mike Patton's going to put on the field tonight. Oh, they play a lot of dime, uh, six DB. They put a lot of DBs, put a lot of DBs in the game. For us to be able to take Green Bay, just take what they give us. If they're going to double me and single the other guys up, you know, I'm looking forward to those guys making plays. Or if I get singled up, I'm looking forward for myself to make plays in the, in the ball game. So we don't know how they're going to come. I mean, we played them a year before or something like that. They had singled me up a few times and, you know, made a couple of plays. So I've been doing this my whole career. Um, I didn't dealt with injuries way back when, even in college. It's nothing, like, that I, I can't do. Like, the physicality, the physical part of the game, like, I can do any, anything. That's not the case. It's just all about being able to do it and doing it for the duration of the game. 
the mental is going to be there. I understand offense. I understand defense. I understand everything. I understand concepts. When I'm limited or I don't get the reps like in practice for games and things like that, it's not going to limit us from like, okay, well, we can't throw this in the game because we didn't rep it in practice. So, I mean, that's out. There you go, Julio Jones. Let's do this. We'll stop. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll step away. Come back talking to Mike Clements from NFL Serious Radio, also our Green and Gold Insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical. New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED right now all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders as well. And don't forget, if you're sluggish, if you're moody, if you have the brain fog going on, they can help you out with the low T treatments like me. Uh, I was just kind of, you know, COVID, quarantine, sitting at home, binge eating, binge watching television, and you're not really moving a whole lot. I jumpstart the all-in-one weight loss program, and it's been fantastic. I was 292 in January, down to 239 now. It's 237 going into the weekend, a little bit of a falling off the wagon, uh, you know, appetite-wise over the weekend, but still back at it and feeling great, and it's it's all due in part to our friends over there at New Mail Medical. New Mail Medical, call them 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. And then there's the ED as well they can help you out with. So all you got to do is call them again, 414-455-4451. Stay tuned. More with uh, myself and Mike Clements coming up next to The Bill Michael Show. Everywhere in Wisconsin, The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Man, I feel like it starts in practice, man. We, we just got to keep harping on on, on it and practicing uh, basically a situation to where, you know, last game we missed a lot of uh, tackles. So fun, fundamentals um, is one thing that we got to keep working on. And basically everybody's just doing their job, man. If we, we keep that going, man, we'll be all right uh, on that side of the ball. Welcome back. Glad to have you. This portion of the program, a reminder, I should say, brought to you by our good friends over there at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. And the reminder coming up tonight, the Green and Gold postgame show immediately following Green Bay and Atlanta. 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. tonight. Gary Ellerson, yours truly, we get at it. So uh, looking forward to your reaction coming up tonight after the ball game. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Mike Clemens is here. And Mike, uh, you know, uh, the linebacking core beat up as well. We were talking about that in this first segment. And without Christian Kirksey, you've got Ty Summers. You've got numerous guys that could fill the bill. So who's going to be that guy? Who's going to be calling the plays? And how confident are you in the middle? Yeah, Christian Kirksey, uh, the veteran that they brought in from Cleveland, put on IR over the weekend, which means that he's out a minimum of three weeks, maybe longer, with a pectoral injury. Also, Alan Lazard, the wide receiver, uh, put on IR after having that core surgery. I'm sure it'll be back several weeks before he can come back. So uh, Ty Summers jumps in there with the radio helmet, running the defense uh, against the Saints. Uh, Kamal Martin is that fifth-round pick out of Minnesota we thought looked really good in camp, but then he injured his knee just before the start of the season, so maybe he's back a little bit later on. But you've seen this Chris Barnes kid who um, had six or seven tackles in that first week against the Vikings. And then they've gone to more just of a single inside linebacker, and a lot of snaps, as I predicted, was Darius Smith playing over the middle in his rover role. But then, you know, last week you also saw them bringing in uh, guys like uh, uh, Jonathan Garvin 
because Rashawn Gary at the outside linebacker left the game with an ankle injury. He, by the way, did not practice on Saturday, is listed as questionable. So Garvin is the rookie that you've got out there. And then there's Chris Barnes' kid. The thing that I am impressed by, though, is that you've got young, these first-year guys like Kamal Martin with a lot of promise and like this um, you know, Chris Barnes and Garvin last, year, last week in a win against the Saints, getting these snaps early in the season. And I asked Matt LaFleur what he thinks about that young group of guys he's got filling in a linebacker. Well, that's the hope is, you know, they continue to get better each and every week, and certainly they're getting more knowledgeable. I think Kirk Olivadotti, Mike Smith um, do a great job with those guys, Mike Pettin. Um, and, you know, we got to continue to push them to to grow and get better each and every day. You can never – you can never go backwards in this business. You got to keep putting one foot in front of the other and, and, and try to be at your best every day and, and get increment incrementally better on a daily basis. And um, we are certainly excited about the uh, young talent that we have in some of those spots and uh, we'll continue to push them. I, uh, Mike, when they talk in, you know, the young guys and everybody has to step up and we can use those cliches and such, but, I guess uh, you've got uh, – it, it starts in the trenches. It moves back to the young guys making plays. Kingsley Kiki stepped in for Kenny Clark, made some plays. You're, you're certainly hoping that the guys in the middle linebacking core can step up and make plays for, you know, without the veteran experience of Christian Kirksey. But was still uh, waiting, you know, probably game time decision, Kenny Clark, whether or not he thinks he's going to play. It was been out with the groin injury since that Jair Alexander interception just before the half week one up in Minnesota. And by the way, listeners, if your heads are spinning like, who, who did he say? Garvin and Barnes and who are these people? I understand. <laughs> you know, I'm with you. There's so many names out there. You didn't have three or four preseason games to hear some of these names out there. They don't really quite get that coverage sometimes in some of these primetime network games as well. Yeah, it, you're right. There's a whole bunch of new names that are back there at that linebacker position that, you know, you're spinning your head at. Now at the defensive line, with Kenny Clark about the last couple of weeks, this was the chance for Kingsley Kiki, the second-year kid, to make his name known. And you heard it if you watched the Saints game. He got those two quarterback sacks. He got some pressures. And here's the deal. If Kenny Clark can get back in this game tonight, and it seemed like last week he was getting really close off the groin and it was coming along, that if they get him in there tonight, how cool would it be if, you, if Kingsley can take it to that next level and give that push? We asked Kenny Clark, could Kingsley then take that, that pressure off the double teams on you if he can play with that kind of power? That would definitely uh, help me out, especially, you know, when we get into base downs. Um, I know, you know, a lot, you know, in third down, we only have one D tackle out there. But uh, when we get base downs, uh, we, we can get somebody that really – that really can put pressure on the quarterback for, at the three tech and, um, you know, get upfield and, and penetrate and, and, and consistently show that, uh, then, then guys going to keep on respecting that too. And uh, it's just only going to make uh, each and every one of us better on the defensive line. And that's going to free more guys up. So as, much, as, as long as Kiki is developing and all those other guys are developing, um, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to free a lot of people up. Look, uh, I, I hope to see Kenny Clark back out on the field, and I'm hoping that he's able to, to perform without getting injured. I'm a little bit uh, – I mean, I know he was close, Mike. It's always great if you get that one extra week of rest with that bye week, so we'll wait and see. But tonight, 
I, I think it's going to be the Aaron Squared show. It's Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones maybe getting, say, 27, 28 touches of the ball tonight coming up against his Falcons defense. Yeah, maybe maybe the answer is if Devontae gets on the field, because, I mean, it's kind of scary what you're looking at a wide receiver for the Packers. But let's start with the running game. And, you know, I said to Aaron Jones, I said, kid, since since your first training camp as a rookie and the first touchdown you scored, when I asked you, and you could name all the X's and O's, and you could tell me where the linebackers were even before the snap, I thought, man, this he's he's the very perhaps the very best running back I've ever covered that can read a defense almost like a quarterback. He's that sharp. That's one of the reasons he's been so successful. And so, you know, tonight they're going to be facing guys up in the box like Grady Jarrett, who's at the left defensive tackle, or and the speedy, you know, Deion Jones, that linebacker, one of the few leftover guys from the Super Bowl team. So I asked Aaron Jones, what are you seeing on this Falcons defensive tape? It's just their speed. You know, they have they have speed at every position, including the linebacker position. Uh, Deion Jones probably runs 4-4. Uh, so, he, you know, he can get out there and run with you. Um, and then they're just a penetrating up front. So uh, they have a good defense, and, you know, they could easily – their record – Says 0 and 3, but it could easily be something else. Uh, they just hadn't finished in the at the end, so um, we know that's not a 0 and 3 team. The head coach for the Falcons, Mike, um, on the hot seat, you would assume at this point, right? Well, you know, Arthur Blank isn't saying much, but they went through this last year, where they're losing game after game after game. Seemingly, Dan Quinn with his back to the wall. Yes, another year with lots of injuries. But to have this kind of a poor start and to, you know, to get up on leads and all that game slip away, particularly that Bears game at home, that's got to be very frustrating. I mean, the, the, those touchdowns that they gave up to Nick Foles were inexcusable. And, you know, your head coach is a defensive guy. But injuries are going to be the story again today because um, Ricardo Allen, again, one of the few guys left from the Super Bowl team, he's out tonight with the elbow injury. And then uh, the other safety, Canal Neal, he's got a hamstring. So tonight, uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, if he's got Devontae, certainly with MVS, it's wide open right down the middle of the field, man. You go, you get these two safeties. You got Devontae Kazi filling in, and then a rookie, Jalen Hawkins, a kid that they drafted in the fourth round out of Cal, and he'll probably be the safety that they bring up in the box. But we asked Dan Quinn, I mean, this kid only got a couple of snaps in the Bears game. Um, how do you think he's going to be able to perform tonight at safety? And I think uh, coming out of Cal, what you really saw was, um, one, excellent instincts, um, whether he was playing quarters in the back end of the field, and he was a really good tackler. And so when we're looking for that safety spot, obviously coming into the season, um, we weren't exactly sure where Kiki would be. And so having you know another player that had that kind of tackling ability and physicality uh, that's what we were looking for. But he's off to a good start, Len. Um, you saw him getting some of his development on special teams. He played a little bit more uh, at Dallas. That was kind of his first taste to get going. But uh, on those team side of things, you've seen it time and again through the years. That's where the development starts. And then you keep working it uh, as the season's going based on how a guy's doing on special teams. And so far, Jalen's uh, you know been somebody that has definitely deserved some reps. Uh, and then, obviously, Darius Shepard, Mike, uh, these young guys are going to get a shot, but they've only got one catch between the two youngsters. Yeah, so it's Darius Shepard, who, you know, undrafted kid last year, and he'll be out there tonight 
um, you know, if they don't have Devontae Adams, your number one is Marquez Valdez-Scaling. And then this Darius Shepard, who they're bringing back after they cut him last year, he played for the North Dakota State Bison <laughs> before he became a Packer. And he's been endorsed by Devontae Adams. We talked to Darius about that. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm not sure. It's, it's crazy. I can go back to college and remember watching Devontae Adams' highlights and, and trying to figure out, you know, how, how he was killing these guys in the league. And then I got an opportunity to be in the room with him. And I wasn't trying to, you know, bug him or anything like crazy, but I just kind of kind of hit it off. And um, I think he just watched how I practiced and played. And I, I don't know, something about him just wanted to help me out. So we've kind of grown from there and, you know, became friends. And uh, he's just a really good person. Um, like I said, you know, I try to learn, you know, football from him. But you learn a lot of life lessons from that guy and just the kind of leader he is. So I don't know. I'm super fortunate to be around him. So he hasn't had a lot of snaps, Bill. But Aaron nope. Rodgers says – He's okay with Demarius Shepard getting a second chance tonight. I will say I am very proud of Shep. Obviously, last year he had a great training camp. Um, you know, had one basically one, you know, drop a ball that was a little behind him. A lot of people tried to write him off, you know, in training camp, and he had a phenomenal training camp. He really did. I mean, he was as productive as just about anybody in camp, and I really like his approach. You know, he's the one who's always in. Devante's ear, you know, listening to what he's talking about. I mean, you know, damn near every time I come in the Hudson Center, like uh, during training camp, you know, we were starting practice. I'd walk in and do the same thing, put my helmet down. And Shep is is picking Devante's brain about uh, releases, you know, and certain things. And I was just like, look, I try and pay attention as much as I possibly can. But that that sticks with you. You know, that impacts you. You see, and just that that desire to like improve and get better, and then you see it on the field, and you see him consistently using those releases, making plays, and I'm I'm really proud of uh, you know him sticking with it, getting activated to the to the roster again, and and uh, I, I do have a lot of trust in him. So there you go, Aaron Rodgers. Mike, good stuff. We'll talk to you tonight after the game. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. See you, buddy. There you go. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.